comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's about time, Lemon. Whatever, just get down to City Hall. It's 30 minutes away, I'll be there in 10. Episode 298. Catherine revved up the microwave, but I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. Ten. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Three and a Half Men. everyone out there to just don't listen to the show. I mean, I'm on the show, and I don't want anyone to listen to Half Hour Wasted. Whoa, it's, hey, whoa! It's filth! Whoa, wait a second! It's just don't... I, I don't want to be about? on... No, but wait a second! What are you talking about? Little Angus Jones news to come up later on Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> Coming up at dead past the hour. I wanted to see where Frank was going. Now I just make making little. Uh, hey, welcome to Half Hour Wasted, episode two ninety eight. We got Tom, Bill, Brad, Jack. Good night. Hey, you Good know what way. that's called? Talking that way, being obnoxious, puking. Really? Yeah, I had to. I recently did a, a a commercial and I needed a DJ in the background, and I told I couldn't be there for the record, but I told the uh, the engineer, "Don't I don't want the hey, how you doing? You know, I need drive time, serious guy." And he goes, "Oh, you don't want puking." And I said, what's that? And he goes, that's exactly what you described. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you have a drinking problem? Yeah. It's, Brad, whistle right now. It's all over his shirt. Just, just you Brad, know. Brad took a fast drink and got a little um, a heady there. You okay? He shocked a shock top. Shocked to clean out of the bottle. And swallow it. Okay, here, I'm going to hold up and point to him with my elbow and say, consume, consume. <laughs> what does that mean? That's how, you, that's how you keep from drinking when you're playing quarters. What? When you play quarters, you always, you know, you make rules. You, know, you yeah. get three in a row in, you make a rule, you know? Oh. And the first rule is almost always, you can't say drink. And the second rule is almost always, you can't point. So it invariably ends up, you're pointing your elbow at somebody. You're basically, you, you've got your... You get your hand on top of your shoulder, and, and you hold up your elbow, and you point at somebody, and you say, consume, consume. You know, um, I'm not and, sure what happened there. And then everybody goes tail hook on them. <laughs> uh, we used to. That, uh, that, that joke is a blast in the past, though. I don't know if anybody gets it. Tail hooking? Tail hooking. Ta- I don't know what tail hooking is. Yeah, well, you know what? You're in the Air Force, kind of, so you should know all about tail hooking, sir. That probably happens every day when you get to the office. You're just, you're just too embarrassed to tell anybody about it. Huh. Are you an honorary military member? Honorary uh, military. What, according to means. my rank, I am an army captain. I mean, Are according, you serious? yeah, according to my, I have the same ranking as an army captain because of uh, because of my G, my government level, my G level. Captain Rincon at yeah. your service. Wow. Now that, now that doesn't mean I'm just at the same level as a. 
captain. It doesn't mean you're as smart as a captain. <laughs> Welcome That's to amazing. 298. Yeah. Makes me wonder what I was. Two away from... I was like a colonel or something. More like privates. <laughs> Not bad. You know, we used I'm to going have with a, you. We used to have a general discomfort uh, in the Army, <laughs> along with a... Uh, yes. Um, a major, major headache. And private and, uh, parts. And private... And uh, Colonel Corn, and I used to have a whole list of these private parts. That's great. I stopped thinking. General discomfort. I stopped thinking in a military fashion many months ago. Now I think like a, like a Becky. I think like a political pundit now. <laughs> nice. Wasn't that funny? See, that's uh, that's what that I'm talking funny, about. Frank? That's the reaction I'm looking for. We are two episodes away from the big 300. I'm so nervous. Right. Have you guys mainly, been doing your homework? Mainly because the world is going to end. I've been doing my homework. Yeah, uh, I haven't done my homework yet. Not because I don't want to, but mostly gonna, because I don't want to. I'm going to make a prediction right now. What's that? Is that he won't do his homework <laughs> until the day of. It's Billy? possible. Yeah. It's possible. But it's um, unacceptable. Our I'm, listeners, you got to be ready for it. Our yeah. listeners deserve your very best. Yeah. The problem is you guys will have no idea when I did my homework. If in fact, if I even we do come it. in and you're clicking on your mouse and you right. go, okay, wait, all right, hold on, just okay, okay, I just on, need wait, one more hour, just one okay, more, just, just one, one more, more hour, guys. Uh, Bill, we're going on at six thirty. The listeners um, deserve your a game, Bill. Okay. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for Bill or for yeah. what's his name? This guy. Uh, that's uh, Tank. Um, My name's Frank. Uh, do it. His name is Frank. Frank Francois, and he is funky. Do it for the listeners. Do it for the kids. And while Do it for uh, the children. While we're on this yes. point, December tenth, six thirty Central Time, live call in show. Yep. We'll repeat what this time several is times. Six thirty. You know what we, we need wait, hold on. Nine seven two. Okay. Seven nine eight thirty eight thirty. Right. Here's what we need to do. We need to fit into random audio files in between here and episode three hundred. Would you like to know why? Okay. Why? The reason why is because our math was one week off. Mm. Just we like were, that Bernie Mac movie. Remember where he didn't hit a thousand head home runs? Was that it? What was the name Frank, of that Bernie Rink, Mac? Frank, Bernie he Mac died. Don't make light of Bernie Mac. So that movie oh, killed you're, him. You're, Bernie I Mac know what was you're funny. About. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I think it was his aortas that killed him. Actually, actually, do you remember that movie? That Bernie Mac movie? What do you mean? No, I don't. We're a week I don't off. Have any idea. Okay. So, as we all know... I think I know where you're going, but I think you're wrong. Episode 300 is going to be our final episode. Um, not because no, we've we're already, quitting. We've already moved past that. No, it's no, not no, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's not because we're going to stop doing it. It's because the world comes to an end on December 21st when the Mayan calendar flips over. Okay. Unless you listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he pretty much debunks the whole thing. But for the purposes of this discussion, we're going to assume that the world will, in fact, end on December 21st. So the problem is, episode 300, well, episode 300, yes, airs on the 10th. That's when and we then, are recording it. Okay, oh, okay. And then it's going to debut on the uh, 11th, after, I guess? so, 17th. Oh, the 17th? Yeah. Okay, very good. Oh, well, in that case, that's perfect. So episode 300 will happen. So our math wasn't off. Forget I said it. Never mind on the random audio files. Bernie Mac 
Mr. 3000. Mr. 2004. It turned out he didn't have 3,000 home runs. Yeah. So he's an aging guy, so he has to go back to the majors to make That's just uh, cute. Yeah, to to get his 3,000. For the the children. Right. That's what I'm guessing. It's for the children. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to go see who's I'm going to see who's calling okay. and then I'm going to ignore them and come right back. Now, while while Bill is out, we can at least set up what we're going to talk about this week. We got a couple things, right? Yeah, we have a, a few news bits that that happened today. And as always, by the time you hear it, it'll, it'll be at least a week old, but still of interest, I think. And then we have some Turge emails to read. Turge, and yeah. and for our listeners who maybe just tuned in, who's Turge? That's uh Sage McGonnell. Bill's son. Somehow, he got a uh, a nickname of Sarge, and it got maybe changed to Surge and then yeah. Turge, and I can't remember exactly how that all happened, but we ended up just calling him yeah, Turge for some reason. Oh, great. Bill's there back. Yeah. Just, okay. so we, did, we were talking about how did Sage get okay? his nickname Turge? Hmm? How did he become Turge? Where did Turge come from? Uh, he, okay. I've always completely objected to this. I think this is my opinion, although I'm pretty sure it's right that someone that one never gives oneself a nickname. Okay. You don't do it. Does that mean I have to stop calling myself white chocolate? Yeah. Well, no, 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 <laughs> That's no, no, the no, name no. of my friend's car. He what? recently got a Honda insight. He calls it white chocolate. Well, as long as the Honda didn't what I call did, nickname itself white chocolate, it's okay. This is this is my per. This is Bill's theory of living. Okay. Here, um, in fact, I was talking to a uh, a guy. Brevity. I was talking to a guy last week uh, out front of uh, the studio we do uh, Glenn Beck's show at, who I'm pretty sure may have been a mentally unbalanced stalker. I'm actually not kidding about that. Um, who uh, he goes? Uh, so uh, what's your name? And I go, Yeah, I'm Bill. Uh, what's your name? And he goes, My name's Tiger. You go, Really, Tiger. Tiger? I said, Is your real name Eldritch? He goes, No, it's Eric. But I felt that Tiger more exemplifies the kind of person I want to be, so I call myself Tiger. I went, Oh, okay. Um, the front doors are locked, by the way. And then I, then I well, I want to. Well, then I want to give myself a nickname of something I want to aspire to be. And then I then I went and told uh, Glenn's bodyguard and said, "You might want to make sure the path is clear to the car when you're done with the show. Just just letting you know." I want to be lazy. No, I did. I just didn't. I you know, uh, I actually count on Glenn to keep living um, for for many reasons, um, and so I wanted to give his bodyguard a heads up that uh, there may be a mentally unbalanced stalker out front. So this is also the second time and well, it was the second time in, in four days I had seen him uh, out front. So uh, um, the first time he was like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm like homeless and I got I, like hitchhiked here and I just need to talk to Glenn and I'm hoping he can like give me some advice or something. I'm thinking that's pretty scary. OK, yeah. The weird thing is he except for the backpack and his unkempt and his unkempt mane. Uh, he looked like a pretty normal dude, um, so he didn't just you didn't look at this guy and think, "Oh dear, bipolar stalker." Um, you know, you just think, "Oh, it's some some dude out in the parking lot." You know, until he pulls out the machete. 
So, well, but if he's homeless, he probably can't afford a machete. So you're fine on there. I don't know. I'm thinking machetes are pretty cheap. Yeah. Now, a flamethrower, I don't think he could have afforded a flamethrower. It would also be much harder to hide a flamethrower. I'm actually not sure where you'd hide a machete, but uh, I think I'm getting Your past the Your story has here. become tiresome. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Okay, so moving on, Frank. What's next on the agenda? Well, he did the drop. I didn't. What? Don't get mad at me. No, quit, I'm not getting mad at you. I just yelling. want to know what's next on the agenda because we have a power pack show today here on the on Half Hour Waste episode 298. Angus Smith coming live, or is it Angus Jones? Angus T. Jones, because there are so many Angus Joneses out there in Hollywood. He has to differentiate himself by putting his middle initial in there. Now, did you know this is Real. a fact? This is a fact. Michael J. Fox right. had to put a J in his name because yeah. there was already someone in the union called Michael Fox. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So he had to make up. Yes. He had to put a letter in there, and he became I, Michael J. I also Fox. assume that's why all of those insipid uh, Disney shows. Have you ever noticed that every single kid on every single one of those Disney Channel shows they use all three names. So either they're all felons or their names are so normal that they have to use their middle name because all the good names have been taken. It's yeah. like it's like music. You know, hey, all eight notes. What about Michael all eight Duncan notes Clark? have already been taken. Michael Clark. You Duncan. can't write new music. Which, which one was it? Michael Duncan Clark. Michael Clark Dunk Michael Duncan Michael Yeah, Michael uh, Clark. Sure, whichever. Duncan. But yeah, I mean that's a that's a fairly name. Uh, I could absolutely see there's a Michael Clark out there or a Michael Duncan, whichever one it is. And uh, Michael you know, Clark Duncan, Michael okay. Clark Duncan, very good. Um, See, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that that there was a Mike Duncan out there's there. Probably on the scene. not another Bradley Milo. Right, not, not that many because the name well, Milo is not. that You need to get in the show business then. But I always sign everything Bradley K. Milo. Okay, and I always, oh, see, I I always go Frank A. Rincon. Yeah, and see, my signature is is unintelligible to begin with. You couldn't tell what letters are in that scrawl of a signature I've got. But <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, how many Bill the voices are there in Hollywood? I wonder. I bet I wouldn't even have to use my middle initial. I am not going to stop calling myself White Chocolate. I'm very sorry about. No, that. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. These are Bill's rules for living Bill's life. These okay. are not Bill's so rules for means, living Brad's life. So okay. That means that white chocolate over here I'm not, is making you seize every time he goes, No, white chocolate believes. You know what? Here's what white chocolate thinks. I'm not judging, mainly because I know you well enough to, to kind of dig your scene. So, you know, <laughs> it's all right. That, that but, makes um, me a little uncomfortable. Okay, quick that, game. That wasn't quick game. Quick game. I wasn't working blue Quick there. Game. Point to the person to your right and yeah. give them a nickname that you think they deserve. Oklahoma Joe. All right. Give him under one. Fast. Go. The ferret. The ferret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ferret. Give me a nickname. Uh... Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know where that came just, from. Just off the top of your head. Uh, friendly Frank. <laughs> friendly Frank. Okay. Yay. Now we're going to go I'm, back. I'm s- Brad, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting The tornado. A, I'm expecting tornado. Brad is a tornado. The filibuster. Nice. Oh! Like Brad wins. All right, give me one. Captain filibuster. <laughs> hey! I think I won that okay. one. Yeah. Filibuster's pretty good. Okay. What's this Angus Jones thing? Yeah, what's the deal? You had a, you had some audio for us. Oh, 
explosive, explosive audio. Do you want to? Do you want to give us like a recap of what? You better what the do the recap. Okay. Yeah, please, please. So uh, Angus Jones, he is the half from Two and a Half Men. He's the young kid on there. He's not so much a half. He's more like a three quarters now, isn't he? He's nineteen now. He started the show when he was nine. He's been doing that for 10 years? Yeah, that show's been on for 10 years? 10 kid. years. That show has been rotting the minds of our youth for 10 years? Well, apparently he has suddenly felt that. Yes. And he is asking people to not watch the show with this plea that he just recorded. Bill, if you want to share it. Okay. Here we go. Jake from Two and a Half Men means nothing. He is non-existent character. He is... Two and a half men. If you watch Two and a Half Men, please stop watching Two and a Half Men. I'm on Two and a Half Men. I don't want to be on it. Please stop watching it. Please stop filling your head with filth. Please. It's it's you know people say it's just entertainment. The the fact that it's entertainment, it, it's do some research on the effects of television and your brain. And I promise you, you'll, you'll have a decision. You'll have a decision to make when it comes to the television, and especially with what you watch on the television. Uh, it's bad news. It's bad news. What's What's interesting about this is that right. this is almost like the opposite of what Charlie Sheen did. Charlie Sheen had a breakdown and went into decadence. Angus is having like a uh, this is his newfound Christian beliefs coming through. And so he wants nothing to do with this. He's kind of cleaning himself, you know, body and soul of this show, which he finds he, repulsive. How does he reason. deal with whatever contract he may be under? You know, it's funny. I did hear that. He he says he will stay obligated for the one year he has on. And I guess next year he's gone. Well, guess what? He's like 19 or whatever he is in show years. And so they'll they'll write him off. This is this is so so simple, and it's going to be so easy for them to do to keep the show going. It's perfect. What they're going to do is they're going to write him off. He's going to go to college, and then they'll bring Actually, in. Actually, he's in the army right now. Well, then they'll bring in cousin Oliver. Yes, they will bring in. You are hundred percent right. I wasn't kidding about yeah. that. Which is going to be weird because and because be two and a half men. Well, let me do the math. Cousin Oliver is probably nearly sixty by now, so that's going to be it's going to be a little bit weird. So it's the second most popular syndicated show uh, in the United States. So yeah. it makes a lot of money. Um, he makes three hundred and fifty thousand dollars per episode. That's it. Dang. So he's, he's getting screwed at. 22 episodes a season. Right. That's $7.7 million. That's it? Well, that doesn't count residuals <laughs> from the uh, from the reruns well, and, and Theoretically, like his accountant slash lawyer made a deal for back in on DVD sets. And yeah, that's why. Wish, he, sometimes I wish I could do that. Me too. We're looking at your cat. Yeah. Because is the cat so laid like, out, belly, paws up. Yeah, that's paws what's up. happening. It's wheels up. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um but uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, he's set, and unless he gives right. all this money to this new church he found. Well, I'm about to say, Mike up, Mike Tyson managed to run through over three hundred million dollars in his life, and and we've uh, um, there was an incredibly interesting uh, thirty for thirty on ESPN. Um, gosh, it was two or three months back now, but the title of the episode was "Broke," and they went through uh, a laundry list of athletes that had made millions upon millions of dollars and were broke absolutely working part-time at home depot broke 
I mean, we're, we're talking uh, uh, Antoine Walker uh, was one of them um, who made, uh, I think he made somewhere in the range of $100 million, $100 million in his playing career, all gone. Every yeah. single penny gone. There's, there's um, amazing. There's pretty interesting statistics of people who uh, are on the lower educational echelon who yeah. win the lottery. Yes. And they end up. Well, is it spending what, well, the whole? I mean, spending the whole amount in just a number of years and right back where they. Yeah, start it's like from. well over fifty percent of them are bankrupt within like three years, I think. Yeah. And, and there's a similar stat like that for athletes. They say some, some of the because the vast majority of, of professional athletes they don't make a hundred million dollars during their careers. They, you know, they're they're journeymen, they're hangers on. You know, they may get two or three years in the bigs. They they may have one nice contract, but. You know, you know, you talk about a, you know, hey, I just, I just made a scored a ten million dollar contract. Well, you know, how much of that goes to your agent, and another thirty percent of that goes to taxes. And so, right off the bat, you know, a ten million dollar contract may be worth five, and then you got your family to take care of. You got to buy a house, you know, for your mom, which you should do. Um, you know, you decide to buy eighteen cars. Um, uh, John Lucas, uh, former. Um, former basketball uh, great with the Spurs who became uh, terribly addicted to drugs and is now a, uh, a counselor. Um, he has given speeches to incoming NBA players where he's basically tried to stress the idea, or maybe professional athletes of, of all persuasions, but he's tried to um, impress upon them the fact that you need one car. You need one house. Right. <laughs> you, know, you need one fancy golden necklace you need one set of earrings whatever you, you need one watch you know the fact that you know you don't need to get 85 of these anyway um that's uh that's a tangent um which by the way uh stretches back 296 episodes uh if i'm uh if i'm doing the math right on this we've been doing uh, this we're doing are. the tangent thing for 296 episodes you now. are it started out of episode that episode two we'll out of that. More about that later. so angus t jones is telling people to stop watching two and a half men um and and apparently so i guess his out clause is that well i've got a contract and they will sue the the bejesus out of me if i just walk away from it and that's valid okay yeah i mean there's a lot of money on this on this show that they want to uh you know i mean these shows are investments people people expect contracts to be filled and stuff like that and uh it's just interesting that that he he found this he had this moment of i guess you could call it clarity and suddenly it doesn't mean uh what it used to anymore he seemed to have a good time with the show or at least i got the impression how long, he did how long do you think it'll be before john crier flips out <laughs> yeah he has to flip out at some point right i mean give him two years i think ducky may be enjoying the gravy train <laughs> i'm just guessing i'm thinking ducky's pretty smart to kind of enjoy the gravy train you just sent me and bill the same text yes what is it uh, you should watch it. It's, it's pretty uh, funny. It's, it's worth opening up. Um, okay. So I, I just I find it interesting that um, that he is railing against this show that hard, um, because there is there is an absolute level of disingenuousness that goes along with having participated in this for nine years and then. And then there's something to say, you know what, 
I found Jesus, and my worldview has changed, and I don't think this show is healthy. There's a difference between that and what he just did. There's a difference between him just saying, you know what, I, you know, my, my belief system is totally different. I, I, I have you know, a new worldview, and I don't think that this is good for people. Um, I always find it interesting that, that it does seem like people who turn into, uh, who become born again, not all the time, and clearly, you know, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm trying to politic this a little bit because I don't want to make anybody mad here. And don't forget, but, we have turd emails. But it does seem like you get some, the, the people who you hear about are oftentimes extreme personalities. Um, and maybe not in Angus T. Jones's case, but, you know, people who are wild childs are the ones who become the most passionately, you know, uh, uh, religious. You know, the, the, the ones who are so extreme they, to they one also pole become, they also swing, become, you know, that far to the other pole. You know, they, yeah, they, exactly. there's no there's no there's not there's not much moderation in a lot of these people is what I'm saying. It's it's all wildness. It's all devotion. Yes. It's just one or the other. Yeah. And, but, and, but I don't get the impression that he is being a Bible beater here. I just kind yeah. of get the impression that, you know, he's just tired of it. He wants out. He just wants everyone to know he's out. I, he's not railing against the show. He just said, don't watch it. Don't, it yeah, this is one small video that has come out. Yeah. And I've never heard anything about this kid other than And this. i got to admit, I am not talking about this from a position of strength because I may be one of the few humans on this planet that has never subjected myself to an episode of two and a half men. I honestly, I, I have never watched one episode because I've thought to myself and, I, and I'm not, I'm not particularly religious myself. Um, I'm certainly not devout like, uh, like this guy. I don't have, I don't have an absolute rock solid set of beliefs. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, I have ideas, but, uh, but no strong, crazy beliefs. Uh, but um, I never looked at this show and said, you know what? That show is not filth. That show will fill my head with goodness. And, and it will fight moral decrepitude. <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, and a lot of it is, you know, there, there's a lot of shows out there that I don't watch because, hey, guess what? I've got a life. I don't have time for everything I right. want to watch. I'm absolutely definitely not going to watch shows that are like, eh, it doesn't look good. But that show just never looked good to me. And so I never gave it the time of day. And I, you know what? I don't feel bad about it. It's uh, they work, you know. They they push the boundaries of of uh, of adult humor on that Did show. They? they really push it, and you know, there's a lot of of um, you know, the, the way that women dress are presented. Okay, a lot of people would object to, but okay. it's still on primetime television. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people have problems with it. I have seen uh, a few episodes here and there. You know, it's a conventional comedy. It's got some good zingers in there. Um, but it's one of those shows that you can really just tune out and watch. And see, I just, I've never, I guess since I graduated from kidhood, I have never been into a traditional comedy. I never watched, you know, I watched an episode or two of Home Improvement in my life. It, whatever, okay. I just, I'm not one of those that sits there and laughs in my own living room, you know, at most sitcoms. Now, Arrested Development, genius. Um... South Park and Family Guy. I realize Family Guy is is a cartoon version of of borderline filth. I get that. It's still funny though. It, it does. I, South I, Park isn't. I think South Park. South Park is a South lot Park, dirtier. <laughs> South Park has a lot to say. South Park is 
satire. South Park is social commentary. There's a huge chasm. There's a grand canyon of difference between South Park and Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men is not trying to is not trying to inform you in any way. South Park tries to inform you in its own way in pretty much every single episode. You just got to pay attention to it. Right. I mean, I just you know I I find South Park even it, when it, I don't it, you know uh, South Park for me has always been they do have messages, but it's a little too on the nose. It's a little too okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Move on. I mean, okay. Well, again, I'm someone. I mean, they're like trying to be. They just want to do it for the shock value and look how satirical we can be. Yeah, it well, just feels too forced, and it's hard to. There, there's a certain that when you can be delicate about something but still be very satirical, that's genius. They and have you don't see it often, and that's true. South Park has never tried to be delicate or subtle. I mean, part of their methodology is that they are in your face, and they do use some amounts of shock value. Sometimes they use a lot of shock value. Um, I I just I've always found that even a South Park episode that I watch and I kind of look I look down at my wristwatch and I think is this thing over yet? Because I do that, you know, probably at least one out of every four or five episodes. I I kind of I kind of you know open my mouth and cover my mouth with my hand and do the yawn thing. And, you know, so I'm not enthralled. I'm not busting a gut. It's quite often that I'll watch an entire South Park and I won't laugh once. But that's not really – and then there are episodes that are just absolutely hilarious and make you wet your pants. Um, but I don't think that's what South Park is after. South Park is trying to tell you something, and oftentimes they're – they're doing it in, in a very biting way, you know, no big surprise here. But again, you're talking about someone who almost literally grew up on Monty Python. So I have always I have always appreciated the idea that comedy can skewer things and it's okay. It is different than trying to use a drama or a spoken word monologue to skewer things. Um, the the way that comedy does it, it does get a social pass from us people living in the year two thousand twelve. At least until the, the Mayan calendar ends and, and we all, you know, perish in a lake of fire. So we got some emails from Mr. Turge. Yeah, we did. So did we did we solve anything with this whole Angus T. Young thing? No, did, I just did we thought, decide I, that I, he I, was I just thought it was like interesting. Okay. because uh, I'm sitting here looking at um, on the YouTube page that we played this off of and, and one of the um two of the comments here. So easy to talk the talk and not walk the walk. So, Angus, walk away from the job. Donate all the evil filth money you made off the evil bad show and stop the big paychecks coming to you. Hmm, yeah, right, ha. Something, something, artist Angus. And then the next uh, was keep exposing the brainwashing vice of entertainment for what it really is, bro. The media truly is the pulpit from which the devil preaches his false gospel, but you are right there cutting in his throat. Keep strong, bro. My prayers are with you. So, you know, it's it's fairly interesting. Um you know, the the comments to this video are exactly what I would have expected to hear. Exactly. You you know, you got the people on one side saying, It is so so awful, we're just walking away from it. Well, he's got a contract. Unless he wants to get sued for the forty million dollars he's made in his career, he probably needs to he probably needs to be have a real good lawyer or just go ahead and just deal with it and then get out as soon as possible. And then you got the other half 
who are you know railing you know using this as, as their chance to anonymously rail against the entertainment industry and and you know expose the devil in in you know social media and television's works and yeah whatever um yeah I, i've always believed that uh if you hate something enough turn the channel and that is the main reason why i've never turned the channel to two and a half men in the first place cool. and now i'm off my soapbox all right i've been spying on turge's <laughs> emails okay um it's uh, th- that hacks me off too because he has never given his password to me once Matt Heath says, uh, Turge, can you give me some songwriting tips? Faithful listener, Matt, with one T. Okay. Uh, Turge says, Matt, write from the heart. Write what you feel. Write what moves you. All you need is three chords and the truth, bro. Turge. Ooh, that's that's pretty deep. That's... I didn't realize Sage was that in tune with with music and stuff you'd be surprised we uh we bought him a, a keyboard um a year ago now is, is we that the one he was standing on the other day yeah. so i'm trying to reach something yeah, yeah. russell he, latham he thought it was a ladder <clears throat> russell latham says dear turge i know i've only met you in person a few times but why do you still insist on crotch punching me every time we meet you would think after the third time i would see it coming i guess i keep thinking that your parents raised you better Attached as a receipt for a sports protector. I would appreciate it's it if you could get your mom and dad to send me a check for reimbursement. This device will be a necessity for my trip, uh, my next trip to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. See you soon, Russ. Sage says, Dearest Russell, I punch you in the junk because I know I can get away with it. Have you seen me? I'm adorable. <laughs> if you don't like it, try bobbing and weaving next time, Grandpa. Ooh. Turge. Russell is a grandpa, but I tell you what, man, younger than my, any of us. Yeah. My, my loins are aching just thinking about that. Um, so, uh, so Russ, uh, by the way, uh, this episode's title Three and a Half Men. Of course, that does refer to the three of us and Turge. Right, of course. Well, in case any, any of you all hadn't picked up on that yet. Um, so, Russ, um, I had to buy a $500 TV last week, so I got nothing. Okay, I don't have, I don't have a pot, I don't have a pot to to urinate in right now. There you now. go, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least, uh, and at least not until my next paycheck rolls in. But what I can do is, um, I bought a cup for Turge a year ago. Um, it was a little on the big side, but you can only buy them so small, <laughs> and well. <laughs> If he'd heard the nurse's comments the day he was born, you know, you maybe you might right? think that he needed one a little bit larger. But uh, okay, um, <laughs> you're offering it. Are you offering it? Well, to because Russell? he was playing uh, softball. Okay. He was playing. So- he was playing t-ball, and I bought it before we realized that they're not going to need one. Um, so what I am willing to do, I am willing to pony up for the postage to send this to you, Russell, because I'll probably fit you. Ooh. Oh. Need some aloe for that burn, Russell? <laughs> Listen to Muttley over there. <laughs> Jordan that's, Gilbert. That's a good Frank Rincon laugh imitation. Jordan Gilbert says. I did it without coughing, too, which hey, is, that's a trick. He says, hey, Turge. I love you, Russell. I think that for episode 300, or at least a short segment in it, your dad, 
Brad, and Frank should take a scene from the original Star Wars trilogy that primarily or exclusively features Luke, Han, and Leia. They should get the script for the scene and reenact it, complete with onomatopoeia sound effects. And they should have to draw names out of a hat to see who plays what part. But let me look up onomatopoeia. Yeah. He says, Jordan, while I think that's a wonderful idea, I also think my dad wouldn't be interested because sometimes I hear him and mom acting out Han Solo and Princess Leia scenes when they think I'm asleep. So he probably gets enough of that kind of thing already. Turge. You scoundrel! (laughs) Dang. Uh, Jordan responds, uh, ha 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 ha, fair enough. Uh, Although... I still think he might be interested, and I, I, uh, I think he'd make a fantastic Leia, Jordan says. <laughs> Which one? Me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can do that. So uh, Iron Bikini. I am fine with doing that. If you want to leave... I do have the Slave Leia costume, by the way, so I'll go ahead and throw that on, too. If you want to leave Turge an email... We can webcast it. At tur- no, we will not do that. Okay. Turge... T-U-R-G-E at halfhourwasted.com. I'm looking a little more like Peter Griffin now than I used to, by the way. <laughs> just, a, just a little warning. But I'll put it on anyway. I tell you what, I fit that thing like a champ when I was 19, though. A couple of quick news bl- news bl- bits that we got. Um, one of them has pretty much already been debunked in the time that I brought this up. Oh, really? To you guys, yeah. Oh, no. The first rumor was that Joseph Gordon-Levitt will be Batman in the new Justice League no movie. No way. Um, but that's been debunked? Well, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, and that and that part of the rumor was that he would also appear in some way, some form or fashion, in the Man of Steel movie. Okay. To try as, to set that up. As Robin? As... Or as, as Bruce or as Dick? No, as... What was his name? Robin... What was his name? Yeah, in the, in yeah, the movie? right. Yeah, his middle name was Robin. Right. What was his name in the movie? I don't know. John Blake. Okay. John Blake. I saw that movie one time. Um, and then uh, Jordan Joseph Gordon Levitt's uh, representatives have already refuted that rumor entirely. Says Hollywood dot com. So. Well, it's probably because Christopher Nolan's not directing. So he be, wants nothing to do with it. It would be an interesting way to tie in the Nolan universe with the new Yes. With the new um Justice League universe, though, don't you think? I have a hard time believing that there would be any connection whatsoever between Singer Superman, Nolan's Batman, and a Justice League uh movie. Well, it's not Singer. It's it would be Zack Snyder. Well, no, Zach no, 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 no. Well, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm talking about. The, you're right. Okay, I'm talking about uh, Superman Returns, which was creepy because the original rumors and these are probably just fanboy wishes that Brandon Ralph and Christian Bale would be Superman and Batman in the Justice League movie. Of course, that rumor has been around for years now. And yeah, it's I been don't. Just a rumor. I mean, I think I don't think anyone believe that. No, I mean, you know, yeah. Um, I did. I did read a little blurb from, and the headline said, "Will Batman or will Superman uh, be the cornerstone for the Justice League movie?" Like that's what it said. Right. So there's an interview with Zack Snyder, and Zack, you know, the person asked him that, and Zack's like, "Well, it's possible. You know, it depends on what Warner Brothers wants to do and how they want to handle it." Right. That was the answer, but yet the headline leads you to believe that 
Yeah. Well, that's all headlines do. They, yeah. they grab you and make you look. It's like the YouTube videos that have the little thumbnail right. pictures of the girl with the boobs. Uh-huh. And so you go clicking on it because you see girl with boobs. And then it's you watch the whole video and you're like, where's the girl with the boobs? You know what? Those videos, those videos have a name. Yeah. Reply Girls. Well, yeah, we've had a conversation yeah. about that um, before on, on this show. But, yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. I just I find it interesting. Um, I, I can't find the uh, article. I'm, I don't think I'm going to in the 20 seconds I've got to do it. Um, but the idea that um, people have literally cautioned against this, people you know, in the industry, comic book uh, creators and whatnot, that uh, you know, how well Marvel did with their world building that led up to the Avengers. And the idea that DC, Warner Brothers, whoever, is going to try the exact opposite take. They're going to try to use a Justice League movie to spin off yeah. all these other characters. The, the problem with that is that kind of like you know Marvel 10 years ago where the results were mixed. Daredevil, not good. Fantastic Four, just flat bad. Enjoyable, but bad. I enjoyed Daredevil. X-Men, good, not that enjoyable. Uh, really good, but not that enjoyable. Um you know the results were spotty, and it would it would not have made a good cohesive universe. Right. And it wasn't until they started pulling the properties that were not under other companies' banners and started building their own universe. Thank you, Iron Man One and John Favreau, and everything has happened since then. Um, but they built this universe that then was strong enough to cram everybody together into one movie, and it obviously was one of the most rocking pieces of cinema in our lifetimes. Um, and now DC is going to try to go the opposite tack. They're going to use the JLA movie uh, to establish a bunch of characters, which they're then going to try to spin off into their own movies. And it could work, but... I'm wondering if it, it might be easier, though. I just had a thought. Because... It feels like desperation to me. Well, it does. Well, they're, they're playing catch-up. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it definitely does. But I'm wondering... I started just thinking this. Okay, when they made Iron Man was the first one in this new movie this new Marvel universe, right? Yeah, and that was... God, when was that? That was just, just what, so, five years ago, something like that? They they started getting all these movies happening and making sure that each one jived with yeah. the other in an effort to build this world. But if they... If Warner Brothers builds the world first yeah, and sets the parameters first, then each subsequent movie just has to make sure it fits in with that one movie. Yeah. And they wonder gotta, if that would be easier to deal with. Well, it. one thing, though, is it's a lot riskier the way they're doing it because by the time we got to an Avengers movie, you had to find the right creator. And I guess DC still has the same basic parameters that Marvel does. It's still got to be a good movie. Um, but Marvel had done such a good job with Captain America, with Iron Man, with, uh, with the Hulk to some extent. You know, with all their individual movies, they did such a good job, such a credible job at least, um, that it made perfect sense, and you wanted to see these characters get together. This is ju- this is them starting off. This feels like DC going, okay, the last five tries didn't work, but this one will. And if they don't nail the Justice League movie, I, I guess in in a way, it's almost it's almost taking your chips and just going all in on the first hand because. Yeah. Because well, no, the wait, Justice no. League will either be a good, well-received hit and will spawn these spin-off movies, or 
the movie, like the Green Lantern movie, like Superman Returns, like you know a bunch of other DC property movies, um, is going to be uninspiring. People are going to walk out of the theater going, "I paid for that." I don't want to see a the, solo movie. And the whole concept that, is going to be dead. The Wonder yeah. Woman movie, dead. Green Lantern movie, dead. Green Arrow movie, dead. Superman movie. Yeah. Now Superman I thought I thought but. Green Lantern was was the cornerstone to what would be the Justice League uh, DC universe because there was I, there was Green Lantern, then there's Man of Steel, and then I thought it was going to be well, but I don't Justice think Ryan League. Reynolds is going to be your Green Lantern, and I also think that that's what I'm saying. The Green Lantern movie was so poorly received. I think that they that if the Green Lantern movie had been just gangbusters, I think that it might have been their Iron Man. You know, it, it might have been their first their first stepping stone on the path to a JLA movie, but it basically bombed. And I have kind of wanted to see the Green Lantern movie again. I, we saw it in the theaters, I think. We saw it in the theaters first run, and I went, ugh. I mean, I really want to take the kids to go see it. I, I don't I don't want Sage to see it. I'm not going to let Sage see the, you know, the Dark Knight or, or Batman, you know, Rises either. Dark Knight Rises. I'm not going to let him see those movies either because they're dark. I, I just let Zoe watch uh, uh, The Dark Knight um, just, just a couple of months ago. She had nightmares yet? No. She actually really enjoyed it. Okay. But again, you know, it wasn't even as freaky. You know, you know, The Joker is a character you can kind of get your hands around. And you realize that he's crazy, but it's not psychedelic weird. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, Zoe has still never seen... Uh, the first Batman returns or the third one. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just don't know that I think she could handle the third one. I just don't, it's just like, I don't know if I care about it enough to go buy it, to show it to her. You mean the dark Knight rises? Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I was, we talked about this earlier, so I don't want to, you know, we talked about this when the movie came out, so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I was, I was far less impressed with that movie than I was hoping to be. Um, but yeah, I just think that DC has done such a poor job of world building at this point that there's no world to build. They are going to have to start from scratch the Justice League movie, which is kind of a drag because now you're going to have to just say, "Hey, all these movies, you know, Superman, you know, Superman for the quest for peace, just forget that well, ever happened. Superman Returns, well, all the I Batman mean, movies, I mean, just just forget Man that ever of happened. Steel is happening first, right? Yeah, Man of Steel is happening first. It, okay, yeah, right. But yes. I, I mean. You know, that's these are remakes. And these are reboots. I mean, that's what that's what uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman was. It wasn't a continuation of. I, I get so that. it's just I get that. you know it's okay to clean the slate. A little bit joking on my part, but is uh, do we know is Henry Cavill going to be Superman in the Justice League movie? Assuming there is one, I don't think it's been confirmed yet. Because I think at this stage of the game, um, you should use Man of Steel to jumpstart this jla thing i mean if you're just why if they're all under the same banner i mean if it's you know in marvel's case you have fox making these movies that have nothing to do with the rest of the marvel universe you have sony making these movies that have nothing to do with the rest of the marvel universe and then you have marvel itself making movies that are self-contained and that works well but as far as i know and maybe i'm completely wrong about this tell me if i am please but all the dc movies aren't they all done by warner brothers i mean all the dc movies of the last few years superman returns green lantern and the batman movies have all been under the warner brothers banner yeah they, so, they own the uh they own all the copyrights to i mean 
DC so, is a subsidiary yes. of Warner Brothers. Yes. So Warner Brothers inherently, if they not own, if they don't own it, they get first dibs. Right. But it's not a case of three different companies are all making one comic book labels movies. And, it, re- it one- and well, the reason why Marvel did that was it was Brad. It was during the nineties that Stan Lee was making all these deals to kind of save Marvel because right. they were going under. Yes. So they were licensing out these superheroes so they so movies could eventually get made. Absolutely. And, and I and, totally Well that's why they are not all under Marvel. Yeah, now. I totally understand why why Marvel did that and I'm I'm sympathetic and you know I hope that one of these days, you know, I would love to see the Fantastic Four show up in well, I would love to see them show up in Avengers three and then get their own spin off, you know, directed by John Favreau or whatever. Um but uh you know We'll see if that ever happens. Uh, first, I want to make a good Fantastic Four movie to start with, and then we'll worry about integrating them into the Marvel Universe at large. And, and obviously, you know, the you know, X-Men are, are perfect, and, you know, I, I can't imagine Fox Speaking ever of letting X-Men? them go. Hmm? Speaking of X-Men, see? our next bit of news. Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice segue. That was uh, so smooth. As of tonight's recording. It's much better than I could do. Brian Singer on the Twitter. Mainly because I wouldn't let go of it. I would just keep talking about nothing in particular until you guys got mad at me and then probably drop. Brian Singer dropped uh, on his Twitter feed tonight, uh, at the, the night we're recording this, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart are joining the cast of X-Men Days of Future Past. No nice. way. Yeah. So, so that's great. Yeah, I mean, that's so, going to tie into the other X-Men right. movies. So it'll be you know, some of the cast. That we got to know in uh, yeah. X Men First Class, and then I'm I imagine the future portions of that story. I wonder how they're going to do that. Well, we'll include because, because they killed Professor X in in X Men Three. Well, last it's stand. a it's, it's a an, future that Days of Future Past. It's an alternate future right. story. Okay. So he can still be alive. Yeah. So in that he could still be alive. So I uh, guess so. I mean, my my assumption always was that that the Days of Future Past, and, and I you know. I I bought that comic off the spinner rack when it came out as a kid, so I know what I'm talking about here. But uh, my assumption always was, you know, with a lot of these time paradoxes, there's no easy answers. So, you know, it's just my opinion. But the fact that the days of future past is the future of this present until you fix it, and then it becomes something different. So yeah. it doesn't automatically... So, my thoughts would be that if you rocket into the future, you know, Wolverine gets hit in the head and wakes up, and there's sentinels all around him. Well, you're still dealing with a future where Jean Grey uh, shredded uh, the Professor X's DNA in uh, the living room in X Men Three: The Last Stand, and um, you know you'd have to do something to change the future to bring him back. And uh, I think I'm just uh, I'm parsing at this point. Um, Splitting ass. Did you uh, have you heard the Star Trek news? Yeah, I was going to read that one too. Okay. Uh, the new official. Star- Plot news, blurb news, 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 news. for Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, it is in summer 2013. Pioneering director J.J. Abrams will deliver an explosive action thriller that takes Star Trek into darkness. Yes. That's the name of the movie, Star yes. Trek. And there's no colon. It's just Star Trek Into Darkness. When the crew of the Enterprise is called back home, they find an unstoppable force of terror from within their own their own organization has detonated the fleet and everything it stands for, leaving our world in a state of crisis. With a personal score to settle, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. As our heroes are propelled into an epic chess game of life and death, 
Love will be challenged. Friendships will be torn apart. And sacrifices must be made for the only family Kirk has left, his crew. The article then goes on to talk about how even though that blurb does not name the villain, they have a fairly good idea of who it might be. Yeah, it's Dark Side. <laughs> no, not Dark Side. No, no, who is it? Uh Gary Mitchell. Awesome. And Gary Mitchell, he was the <sighs> half man. Where no man the, has gone before. Yeah. That was the second that was the second pilot. Um, he was the uh he turned into God, essentially. Or a yes, God. he he got zapped trying to go through the galactic corridor. He developed the silver eyeballs, and then he uh, developed telekinesis, and then uh, he and Kirk had to uh, have a fist fight um, at the uh, the mining station. Now, how did they how did they arrive that it it is him that it's that because of some of the um, the words they use? He says this quote unquote unstoppable force of terror and quote one man weapon of mass destruction. Okay. Would seem to be Gary Mitchell, the Starfleet Lieutenant Commander Gone Rogue, and especially because it also says it came from within their own organization. That would be a that would be a great tie-in because the backstory is that Gary Mitchell and James Kirk were running buddies of the Academy. Yeah, they 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 watched each other's backs. Uh, they were they were like roommates. They were great great friends, and you know, you wish that they could. Uh, explore more of that you know in one single episode of a tv show um, before they have to do what they did plot wise um even so i still think that that where no man has gone before is it's absolutely top 10 if not top five my favorite star trek episodes of all time um i just that episode is amazing from being in and a lot of what i love about it is because they're still world building you know the, the idea that gene roddenberry we've talked about this before but gene roddenberry there was no Bible when they started Star Trek. They made it up as they went. Um, in that episode, the opening scene is uh, Spock and Kirk playing 3D chess in the uh, in the break room, uh, and uh, Spock Spock smiles as Kirk beats him at 3D chess, and uh, he says something kind of wry and uh oh you humans are you humans and your emotions i can't believe you won you know that kind of thing and spock is just smiling about it and you know they they're they're still working their technologies you know they don't have they don't have shuttlecraft at this time you know their phasers work differently yada 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 it's just it's cool to see the world being built but uh man that episode um the the first pilot the cage was very cerebral it was Total Gene Roddenberry, absolute total Gene Roddenberry. It was it was about ideas, it was about self discovery and and what you you know the the limits of your willpower, and and in basically in in compassion to other creatures, uh, other aliens. Uh, uh, the second episode was a space western. It was shootout at the OK Corral. It was a fist fight. To end the episode, uh, it's uh, a little bit of humor, a little bit of uh, horror and terror, and, uh, and a lot of action, 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 man. Um, so it was. Uh, God, that's a great episode. Do you, any other news? No, those are the only. Those are the three that I had that I okay. had mentioned earlier. Cool. All right. Hey, uh, I've got uh, one piece of news. Let's hear it. Um, what did you think about Waterworld? <laughs> 
Uh, it was a dumb movie. Yeah, pretty, really? pretty boring. Boring? Yeah, dumb. Interesting. I didn't, didn't do much for me. Me? Now, why do you bring it up? Me? Mm-hmm. Hated it with a passion. Okay. Um, didn't buy uh, Kevin Costner in that role. Um, thought Jeannie Triplehorn was a bit of a whiner. Uh, thought Dennis Hopper was over the top, completely unbelievable as a villain. And uh, frankly, jet skis just aren't that uh, compelling mm-hmm. as a mode of transport. With that said, viewers of the Sci-Fi Channel do not agree with us. Um, AV Club, uh, that's a subsidiary of the Onion, subsidiary of the Onion, uh, if I remember right. They share that the Sci-Fi Channel may make a TV series out of Waterworld. Now, their reasoning is that Waterworld continues to be a decent performer every time they air it. Um, And... uh, because Nielsen boxes are not capable of measuring ironic and or drunk viewing, <laughs> uh, it's considered a big enough hit to think about revisiting Kevin Costner's post-apocalyptic panorama of pee drinking and jet skis on a weekly basis, despite it being one of the most legendary flops of all time. Now, now, the, you, the now movie, you know why it was a flop. It wasn't a flop because it was a bad movie. It's a boring movie. It was bad because it went terribly over budget. And there was no way they could recoup their money. I don't know that to this day we know exactly. Somebody out there knows how much money they spent on this movie. But but estimates are they spent somewhere between $175 and $225 million to make this movie in the mid-90s when $200 million was not just a huge amount of money. It was an insane amount of money to spend on a movie. And they went probably over that to make Waterworld, mainly because shooting on water is incredibly difficult and incredibly expensive. Um, But they're getting, every time they replay the movie Waterworld, and I have no idea when they replay it, they get uh, about a half, they get about a half a ratings point out of it, uh, which for an absolute rerun is gangbusters ratings. For a movie that's basically in the public domain now. That maybe it gets better with age. Maybe we need to revisit it. I, but then again, you're talking about (laughs) the same audience. And, and I'm, I really like sci-fi. You know, I like the sci-fi channel. I don't watch everything they do because I wish they did a lot more good stuff. Um, I cannot take Sharktopus and I can't take the Saturday evening horror movies. I have friends of mine that eat that stuff up with a spoon. They go, I know it's cheesy. I can't stop watching it. I love it anyway. That's cool. I get that. You know that that's your that's your guilty pleasure. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and apparently, Waterworld is that guilty pleasure for many people. Or they're just sheep. They're just they've got enough sheep in them that they'll just watch literally anything you put in front of them. Uh, that may explain the ratings for two and a half men, also. <laughs> so, right. Anyway, well, we will wrap it up with that. Let's wrap it up. All right. We got one more episode left till the big show. Yeah, ninety nine. The big show. Which we'll say it again, but on December tenth, starting at six thirty Central Time. Yes, we will be taking live calls. So you nine, guys call us up. Yes, nine seven two seven nine eight three eight three zero. We will tweet it multiple times, and uh, uh, we will remind you ad nauseum. Yes, about it. We will be playing. Clips from older episodes. We will be reenacting a scene from the movie Three Hundred with, uh, in our own style, and taking the phone calls. I'm sure there'll be some other things that we're not even aware of that will happen yet. I think Dennis Pooh said he was going to bring us food. Yes. Yeah, he wanted to. Okay. Uh, we need to let him know which day we're 
uh, I can I can think of no reason not to let him bring us food <laughs> and hang out. We'll yeah. even, Dennis will bust a mic out for your brother, man. If there are any other, I probably shouldn't do this without asking the professor's permission. Yes. But if there are any other, uh, <laughs> if we're gonna make this like a, a, a live uh, audience show, maybe we ought to consider moving it to like an auditorium or something. Uh, there's not that many people that listen. <laughs> yeah, okay. So. If anybody else wants to come, let Probably us know. Right Don't that. just show up, but let us know somehow. Hey, can I tease something for next week? Yes. Okay. If if Brad and Frank will let me, next week I may play you the open that never was. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Though you guys, uh, you guys, uh, fancy football fans out there, I know oh, I am. Okay, let's bring up the. Uh, well. I made an listening to I made a half an hour. No, I'm totally, I'm totally serious. I'm not going to shut up to let me finish my tease. Visit the show's website at halfhourwasted.com. Pull his mic down for a second. And don't forget to visit the message board at Forums for Geeks. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Or you can drop us at us an individual email at bradfrankorbill at halfhourwasted.com. You don't get it. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And until next week, you're going first. You're a bad person. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And we'll tell you next time on Half Hour Wasted.